Hello everyone and welcome back to the Real and Raw podcast with your host myself Helen Derbyshire. So as a part of a mini-series uh, called Bridging the Gap, uh, I provide you with quick short bite-sized uh, episodes roughly around 20 minutes long or so covering topics that maybe you need tips on, advice on, simple things like journaling, meditation, gratitude, etc, etc, that allows you to just bridge the gap from where you are currently to where you want to be. So just a bit more of a longer format conversation around these things. I get asked about meditation all of the time on Instagram and I feel like writing on my story just doesn't give it the full credit it needs to really explain this topic. So I thought I would do a bridge the gap episode on meditation. So whether you are never, you know, whether you've never meditated before or whether you meditate now, it's maybe not working or maybe you're just looking to deepen your meditation practice. So firstly, you know, what is meditation? For me, and this isn't, you know, the exact term of the word, but for me and my personal opinion on meditation, it's reaching a certain state of mind. And I think a lot of people think it is about having a mind filled with absolutely nothing. And that's actually impossible. It's impossible to think of nothing because when we're thinking of nothing, we're actually thinking of nothing, thinking of nothing. Does that make sense? So meditation is about quieting the mind. Um, You know, you can meditate for a multitude of different reasons, which I'll get into in a moment. Uh, But when we think about meditation, it's best that we understand what it is truly before we start doing it. Because I think, like I said, a lot of people assume that they have to have zero thoughts and then they assume that they're bad at meditating because they don't have zero thoughts. And that is, you know, not the case. You have meditations where you visualize things and therefore your brain is very busy thinking about things. It's it's visualized, it's mentally rehearsing, which is one of my personal favorites, visualization and mental rehearsal. And when it comes to meditation, there's lots of different ways that you can do it. So there's guided and then there's non-guided. And non-guided is essentially just playlists of a certain frequency. You know, the frequencies can vary, the sounds can vary. You may have some waves playing in the background or you may have some like frequency healing sounds, whatever that is for you, uh, playing in the background whilst you go out walking, whilst you sit there. Maybe you can practice chants and ohms and things like that. Um, That is not something maybe I would recommend for a beginner because that very uh, goes into that um, stereotypical meditation hum, you know, and there's some meditations that I come across that ask me to do that and I just burst out laughing. So maybe that's not for you, but maybe you think that's the only way to meditate. There's lots of different ways. And then the other one is guided. So a guided meditation is essentially where somebody guides you through a meditation. Very, very self-explanatory. So a guided meditation can then support you in any goal that you have, whether that is stress relief, whether that is healing, whether that is visualization, manifestation, uh, productivity, um, you know, peace, clarity, all of these different topics, setting yourself up for the day, grief. There's so many different meditations um, for for any topic that you, you wish to, to focus on or, or need support with. And I just used to listen to um, non-guided, so just a, a playlist, and I used to go out walking. So meditation for me, I never used to under, uh, enjoy to just sit there and try and pull my brain there because I didn't fully understand enough of how to quieten my mind, not quieten it completely. I just didn't really know how to. But when I moved, my body naturally kind of understood, right, we're listening to this playlist now. Let's try and calm down. Let's try and that be the focus. 
And then what I would do then if I had thoughts coming in, I would kind of gently mentally push them away and go, not now, not now, not now. Now, obviously you're thinking of not now. That's the thought. That's what I mean. I think we expect that we're going to think of nothing, but then we're thinking of not now because it's normal for our thoughts to arise. That's just our brain and how it thinks. Maybe your thoughts are... I, oh, I should be meditating. I I should be tidying the dishes up. I should be doing this. Or is my kid going to wake up now? Or, oh, I need to get ready for work. Or what does my day look like? All of these different things can happen and thoughts pop up. But if that does happen, just try this. Not now. Not You can say it out loud or you say it in your head, but I say it in my head. Not now. And I imagine it just like floating away. Um. So that's how I started meditating. It was from... Um, putting a playlist on um, early in the morning and I would go out for a 20 minute walk, half an hour walk, something like that. And I would just come back and feel a lot more rested. I didn't really know or have, it's not that I didn't have access to, but I did it. This was a few years ago, maybe like two and a half, three years ago. I didn't know of all the good apps to download back then. So I just literally would play it on Spotify meditation music. Um, now there's so many apps you can use. There's Calm, there's Headspace, um, there's Superhuman, but my favorite is Insight Timer. I don't know why, I just love that. I've had a few other subscriptions. I didn't really like Calm, didn't really like Headspace, but I guess it's once you find the one you like, you don't necessarily resonate with the other. So Insight Timer is that for me. And I love uh, how they have all of these different topics. So I have one that I regularly listen to every morning. It's five minutes and it's called uh, visualizing your day. So it's a mental rehearsal and it asks you um, how you want to feel today. What emotions do you want to invoke um, for the most positive day? Um, You know, so what does that look like for you? So for me, when it says that, I think about what kind of day I want to have. Usually it's calm, it's peaceful, it's clarity, you know, having clarity on my day. If like a day like today, I've recorded a lot of podcast episodes, it's creative. I want to feel creative. I want to feel accomplished. So I envisage what that looks like, what it's going to take for me to do that. And as you can see, that's a busy thought process. But if I said to you, think about all of these things, you would think that's not meditation. But what that does in that is so amazing for my days. It really sets me up. So I do that visualization one. Then on the weekend, I do a 10 minute manifestation one which is basically another mental rehearsal. And I've spoken about manifestation in the past, so I'm not going to get into manifestation now and my thoughts, what they used to be on it versus now, it is essentially visualization and mental rehearsal. So if you have any negative connotations towards manifestation, just kind of put them to the side for now and just think about it as a mental rehearsal. Um, and I like to visualize a bit more into the future, whether it is about my business goals, my my personal, my life, you know, my career, whatever it is. I like to visualize and I have this one thought process that comes, well not process, but this one thought that comes to me regularly. And it's about this house that I have over the water and it comes up and then I start to think about my life then and what my work looks like. And it's a really calming thought for me, but it doesn't take me into, I need to achieve that, I need to achieve that. It's just a like a mental projection of of what the future could look like. So I do like to do that one, but you don't have to. And when I took a solo trip, I did a lot of healing ones. So there was things, you know, from past relationships that were coming up. There was things that I couldn't let go of where, you know, in a friendship, I'd felt really hurt and I couldn't let go of it. And just things about myself that maybe I couldn't, I was struggling to forgive. So I did a lot of healing ones and I did a healing course. So as you can see, there's lots of different ways to meditate. 
And to, I think as a beginner, I think the best tip I would give you is to start with two minutes a day. And if you go on Insight Timer, now I can't speak for all of the other apps, but, but Insight Timer allows you to select how many minutes you want to meditate for. And as I said, you can do it for one minute, two minutes, but I would suggest two minutes because what happens then is that makes it easily digestible for you. And if you think, oh my God, I need to meditate for 20 minutes. Well, 20 minutes is actually, it sounds like not a lot, but it is actually when you're getting ready for work or you're getting the kids ready for school. 20 minutes is a lot. Maybe you only have two minutes and everybody has two minutes. Like we can't say everybody doesn't have two minutes. You can put that on whilst you're in the shower and just close your eyes for two minutes. Um, Maybe you have a little bit longer. So for me, when I do have more time now that my practice is developed over time, I do these longer ones, like I said, a 10 minute one. Um, I think the longest one I've ever done is like 40 minutes. And that was a healing one. Like I said, when I had a lot more time when I was on my solo retreat and that, oh my God, like I can't emphasize how amazing that was for me because there was this like visual, it was, again, it was a visualization thing. You're visualizing the thing that you want to let go of um, and you're putting it on, uh, I don't want to ruin it for you, but you're putting it on like a board in water, You whatever that looks like for you, they allow you to think of different ways of you pushing this thing away and letting go of it. For me, it was in water. I put it on this like raft and I imagined myself pushing my problem or my thought away. And when I came out of the meditation, I was like, wow, I feel so much lighter. So maybe you're wondering like, why should I meditate? I know I hear it all the time and why am I doing it? Well, that's for you to determine. That's for you to decide. Are you looking for a a calmer mind? Are you looking to visualize? Are you looking to let go of something? Are you looking to heal? Are you looking to feel more inspired? Whatever that is for you. There's so many different topics. You only have to Google different types of meditation. It will probably bring you to um, different ways of meditating. So you can meditate whilst you move. You can meditate, you know, sat down conventionally you can meditate uh, at the gym you can meditate while you're exercising again it's a state of mind medit the gym might be meditation for you but i think the whole process of listening to sound whether guided or unguided um is really amazing for for our brains for our health and what happens is once we get into the um way of meditating and the the concept of meditating and the ritual and we practice it more and more and more it actually supports neuroplasticity which for those who aren't familiar with that term is essentially you know we have millions of neurons in our brains that are all wiring and they form pathways so they connect like a little pathway um they kind of look like branches so imagine two branches kind of like gluing together and that is a pathway and that creates a thought so your thoughts are already conditioned and you're thinking the way that you're thinking so if you wanted to reprogram the way you're thinking you need to forge new pathways and in order to do that so these little branches you know go off and create a new one And in order for that to happen, you need to be doing things like meditation and gratitude practice and spending time really sitting with your thoughts, these positive, affirmative thoughts. And you're not necessarily going to do that outside of meditation as easily as you will within meditation. You know, I can tell you to sit here and go, okay, think about, you know, success or you know happiness or peace or calmness or you'd be like "Mm," and then you might think for maybe a minute whereas meditation forces you to think and the more and more we spend time in those thoughts those new pathways then forge so I don't know if you've ever heard the term or maybe you've used it yourself when yourself or somebody else has said god I can't believe I used to think that way I can't even imagine thinking that way anymore and that is because your brain has literally changed and started to think a new way 
because you've spent time thinking those new thoughts. So you just need to, you know, commit to that practice and spend time really reflecting in those thoughts and spend time meditating to allow your brain to to reshape itself. So it's crazy, actually, when you think about it, how beneficial um, meditation is. And when we do that and we have a more healthy brain and better um, neural pathways, it actually makes our body's healthy. You know, when you think of stress, stress is actually releases a, a hormone in our body called cortisol that hormone and that our brains when they're thinking that way can actually make us physically sick and poorly and unwell it can give us shingles for example if you are so stressed you can become ill so dr joe Dispenza, which is really amazing um doctor within the within the space he looks at quantum physics he looks at meditation massively um and he looks at neuroscience so his belief system uh, there's an amazing book um called breaking the habit of being yourself and that talks you through how if you can make yourself sick with your thoughts alone you can make yourself better and by you know our, our minds are in control of everything if you believe there's this um this article that Chris brought my attention to a few years ago. And it was where a man, I think it was a man, was locked in a freezer. And he then, this God, this sounds really morbid, he then froze to death. Anyway, afterwards, they found out the freezer was never on. And his brain was so powerful, but that he, because he believed it was like minus 30 in there or whatever, his body then started to shut down because it's, his body was listening to the thoughts the thoughts were creating his re- what he thought or perceived to be his outside reality, which wasn't the case at all. So if your brain can be that powerful and you only have to Google something along the lines, man in a freezer that wasn't on, something like that, and find that article. If your brain can do that, think about what it can and can't do for you. It can make you sick and it can also make you healthy. And I know it sounds cliche, but a healthy mind is a healthy body. So Whereas meditation, maybe a few years ago, we thought it was just, you know, for hippies and um, certain types of people that that do it. And that is not the case at all. It is a practice for for health predominantly. And it is something I use for, for my own personal health and also for my goals. And mostly importantly is to you know, from uh, to invite more calmness and peace into my life by starting my day with this five minute ritual that I practice. As I said, sometimes they're longer. That just allows me to mentally rehearse my day, and I find that when I don't, oh my god, the difference in how I how I feel. I feel like I've not mentally rehearsed my day, and I just I just feel completely different. And what happens is, if I want to feel like, say, if I have a really long to do list, I won't be thinking of my to do list in the meditation. I will think, what emotion do I want to uh, feel today? And I want to kind of like be the person that feels that. Like when I have a lot on and I get stressed, my as, as most of you probably do, my skin gets a bit tingly, my chest gets tight. I want to avoid that feeling. So I imagine how I'm going to feel when I'm completing all this work. I feel like my like, like there's so much energy coming. This sounds really like dramatic, but I feel like all this energy coming from my hands as I'm typing and I'm working and I feel really light and airy. And that is what I think about in my meditation. And what happens, it always happens. Those days when I don't do that, I feel like, oh, I feel like kind of that, that tight chest that overwhelm and it's because I've not predicted how I'm going to feel and I've not embodied that feeling. Now we could really start to go into manifestation here and 
quantum physics and energy and all of that, but I'm going to leave that to Dr. Joe Dispenza because <laughs> that is not my forte. But we'll, I'll give you a little bit of an insight into kind of what I've learned more recently about medita- uh, manifestation and meditation and how the, the two go hand in hand. So before, you know, there was the rise of um, the the secret, the book, The Secret. And I thought that did a really poor job of explaining how to um, manifest and visualize. I, I don't love the word manifest because I think it's become a buzzword. Um, it's I, I like this analogy of um, comparing things to, you know, when flavors come out, new flavors, like one year it was like salted caramel, everything was salted caramel. And I feel like that is the same applies to certain buzzwords. So manifestation is the salted caramel of the world um, at the moment. You know, I feel like every couple of years we go through a new word um, and manifestation is the word of the moment and the past few years. But what's been happening is people unfortunately have becoming, uh, becoming these manifestation coaches and sell programs on how to get you to manifest your dream life. And what they then do is then show their dream life which has been supported by people paying for these courses and saying that you can have this too and that's highly problematic and manifestation outside of the actual science that backs it is just a bit airy-fairy and a bit you know if you say you want a Ferrari one's not just going to turn up on the drive however true manifestation and visualization as i said don't love the word manifestation but i do like the word visualization visualization where you can visualize your day is what i do every single day i visualize my future um and like i said the science behind this is you know everything has is at an energy frequency you know we're, we're made up of all these atoms everything around us is made up of atoms so therefore we attract what we emit. So if we are of a low vibrational frequency, because like I said, we are an energy, everything else is an energy, um, then we attract low vibe things. So if you are low vibe and you're doing things that are low vibe, uh, you know, like, you know, doing things that just aren't great for your for your overall general being, um, scrolling social media, engaging in toxic drama, being in a poor relationship, being in a job that's not fulfilling, uh, all of these different things, you're going to lower your vibe. And then to raise your vibration, we look at things that are good for us, like meditation and doing things for for ourselves, our self-love journey, reading, nourishing ourselves, etc., etc. And when we raise that vibration, another way to do that is through healing and through letting go of negative thoughts and negative people. Um we then raise our vibration. And then what happens then, we attract those those same frequencies. You know, you can look into this, like I said, on quantum physics and the science behind energies. Um, there's so many books on this topic. Um, so if you look at, uh, like I said, uh, if you look at it from a frequency perspective, the more and more you visualize, you attract that into your life. Like think about it when you, I don't know, say you've just bought a certain type of car, like a BMW, a black BMW, you then go and see black BMWs all the time. Or you start to think of something or how many times have you had it where you think of someone and then they call you and that is because you emitted the energy or you, you know, you got that, the energy that they, um, was emitting and you both connected on that frequency about them contacting you. Same with the car, you attracted that frequency. So if you can attract things by emitting certain energies through visualization, why aren't we using that for the things that we want to achieve? But with that comes the the realist in me, right? That sounds all very airy-fairy and nice, doesn't it? 
oh, I want to attract a Ferrari, so let me just think about one. Not going to happen. You need to really raise your vibe first and your vibration first by working on self-worth, healing, etc., etc. And then you have to believe you are worthy of attracting the things that you want to attract. And in order to feel worthy, you're going to have to do a lot of shadow work. You're going to have to do a lot of deep work in order to feel worthy of whatever it is that you want to achieve. Then you need a clear picture of what it is that you want in your mind. Certain types of business success, relationship, people, you have to have that understanding. But in order for you to have that true understanding, you have to have it yourself first. You know, you have to do the work first. If you want to attract a certain type of relationship in your life, you have to be knowing that that is what I want. And I know that's what I want because I'm worthy of that and I believe that and in order to do that you have to heal etc etc but then you have to set yourself up for it you can't just expect to manifest a person into your life you have to put yourself out there right this is just a, a one example if you are wanting this dream house well then you have to start you know whether whether you can afford it or not you have to start getting that picture in your mind you need to start viewing homes or if you're looking to you know uh, set up a new business and acquire a certain level of success, then you need to make sure that your efforts are aligned with that goal. You can't just expect it to happen. It's not a miracle, right? The effort comes from you and you need to emit that energy. So you need to generate that energy. God, we've really gone off on a tangent here, haven't we? We really need to generate that energy in order for you to attract it. And as I said, that takes actionable steps and measures. Meditation feeds into that. So you can use meditation to manifest and visualize. And I would highly recommend that you do. So maybe that sounds more inspiring for you, actually. Maybe that sounds more exciting that you're able to manifest something through through your thoughts and your action. So maybe this has changed your perception on, on meditation a little bit. Um, as I said, and to recap this short, brief Bridging the uh, Gap episode, start with, if you are a beginner, start with two minutes every day consistently for a couple of months and then start to build your way up. Um, I will try and remember to put in the show notes my favorite meditations. But what happens if when I do link things in to, to my meditation apps, what generally happens is it sends you to the app store to download it and then that link doesn't work until you've downloaded it. So maybe if you come across this episode and you want to find out the my favorite meditations, just drop me a DM on Instagram at Helen Darbs and I will send you the direct links and then you'll be able to uh, download that. But as I said, I start with five minutes every single day. So you could start with two minutes and then build your way up to five minutes it's up to you I don't want you to think that there's this certain amount of time in your day like a certain amount of time that 10 minutes okay that is a pinnacle of meditation it's not at all whatever it takes for you to quieten your mind or achieve whatever it is that you want to achieve then do that but don't set yourself up for failure by saying that you're going to do 20 minutes when you've never meditated before because to keep your mind quiet not silent quiet for 20 minutes is a lot. You have to build your way up to it if that's what you want to do. If you want to deepen your practice, that doesn't necessarily mean in duration. You can deepen your practice by adding different things like I do. I look at, like I said, visualization ones, um, healing ones, ones for overwhelm, ones for stress, ones for creativity, ones for peace and clarity. Because when I started, it was peace and clarity. Now I do a lot of others. So you can deepen your practice that way. So hopefully I've given you some tips and tricks for you to bridge the gap on meditation. But as I said, and to recap, start small and then build your way up and then start to expand on the topics that you um, 
enjoy or want to listen to or want to work on. And then lastly as well, um, I would definitely recommend that you, that whenever you find the app that you want to use, you go through that and listen to different people's voices and find the ones that resonate with you. Like on some apps, I think the the people who do the tracks, I think they can submit them themselves. And sometimes the audio is not amazing. Those things like that distract me. So go through them first um, and then you can mark them as your favorite, screenshot them, whatever it is that you do. Uh, save the link so that when you then build that into your routine, your practice, then you know you have those to go directly to. I think that is really important to find a voice that resonates with you or a playlist or create your own playlist. So then you always have it then whenever you need it um, to dip into. There's a really great app that I do like called Superhuman App and they do things a little bit differently. So that is um, Mimi Bruchard and she's I think she's from the states and she has this app where it's all her voice but they do like travel meditations um getting ready meditations I quite like those they're very light they're very easy but it is an expensive app I find I think it's like 16 pounds a month which I find like super expensive for a meditation app I think insight time is like 6.99 something like that same as Netflix and so much better for your health and your mind so those are my key tips is st- start with a short um, practice specify what kind of practice shortlist the voices that you like or the playlist that you like and then make sure that you have a time in your day and in your week that you consistently follow through with it. As I said, it could be in the shower for you, after you brush your teeth to do a nice little habit stack. If you, obviously I hope that everybody brushes their teeth every day. After you brush your teeth, you could meditate. Whenever it is for you, for me, it's after I journal. So I know as soon as I put that pen down, I meditate and that is a non-negotiable in my day and if for any reason Belle wakes up and I am not able to meditate I will then make sure that I, I meditate in another way or I find a way sometimes I've meditated with her on my knee it's not ideal but I have to get it done so make it a staple in your day but it didn't used to be a staple in my day I would say only the last six to seven months it has become a regimen in my day and now it I will not do it's like my coffee I will not go through a day without it I love to do this another another one before bed um so you can do it again as I said you can do it to sleep you can do it whenever I want you to know that you have flexibility with meditation and make it work for you so I love to have this one playing in the background and it's called Drift Off Into A Nice Sleep. The track is 14 minutes long and I've never heard the end of it. I always fall into a nice sleep. I feel like anything longer, um, I can wake up in the middle of the night like, oh my God, what is that noise? Like waves and stuff I've had in the background. And again, sometimes that you don't know in the middle of the track if it's going to start getting like windy on those waters you know and then you're woken up i used to play bell a meditation playlist with waves and it just woke her up really alert one one moment so i've never made that mistake since so maybe a short one for you even 30 minutes if it takes you 30 minutes to go to sleep whatever or, or more um so those are my top tips for bridging the gap on meditation i hope you found value in this episode and if you enjoyed this or you have any questions or you need those links um to be sent to you about the meditations that i enjoy just drop me a DM on Instagram. And if you love this episode or love this podcast, do leave a review if you are listening on Apple Podcasts. And until next time, have an amazing day, week, or month. How did I get here?